have landed on the Business Conservatory Podcast. This is a transparency-driven podcast helping you understand your unlimited earning potential. If you are ready to crush it with your business, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I have a question for you. Is there someone in your space, in your industry, in your field, or maybe it's someone not in your field, but it's a business owner that you've been following or an influencer that you've been following, and you look at them and you never in a million years could envision a universe where they would miss or that they would fail. And I want you to have that person in your brain for this episode, because today we are talking about millionaire mistakes. These are the mistakes that I see million dollar business owners making. And this episode is important for more than one reason. The first reason why it's important is because I know how hard you all are on yourselves. I know that when you make a mistake, it seems like the universe is watching. And I understand that so well. I understand that because that's me. And I have that exact same person in the back of my head as well. I want this episode to be the episode that you come to when you see that person and you get intense imposter syndrome and you start to think that there's no world that you could ever see yourself succeeding. Also, another reason why I'm sharing this is because it's just fun. It's fun to know that you're not alone. And it's also fun to know that for all the ways that it feels like an unfair playing field, owning a business, you will realize the field is very fair pretty quickly. And from my vantage point as a business strategist, I have the curtain pulled back on a daily basis to the shortcomings, the mistakes, the failures, and the monumental dumpster fires that seem so glaringly obvious that you're going to sit back and scratch your head and be like, how did they not know that? Even I knew that. And just full transparency, if you're expecting me to drop names, I'm sorry, I won't. (laughs) I'm not going to be sharing because many of these people are either people that I've worked with in close proximity, they're people that I respect, they're people that I value. So I'm never going to share names, but I am going to share the context and I am going to share why this is important. And I'm also going to give you some actionable takeaways that you can use to strengthen your business. Because if we're able to learn from some of these key things that these bigger businesses learn themselves, how much better off are you going to be when you're trying to launch your next campaign? I want you to feel more comfortable taking risks. So if you can take these actionable takeaways and use them to make your business 10 times better, then I'm here for it. So the first millionaire fuck up and millionaire mistake that we're going to be diving into today is all around the topic of marketing, specifically what we present to our audiences. Now, there is this concept that as a business strategist and anyone who's a business coach, we're familiar with the idea of what's called audience fatigue. The idea that your audience, when they see something too many times, it can feel boring, it can feel repetitive. And so the first millionaire mistake that I had was I worked with an e-commerce brand in very close proximity where they first started their business a couple years ago. And when they started, they had a rock star set of imagery. I mean, 10 out of 10 explained the product super well, very easy for their audience to understand and wrap their head around. And I would say that these images that they had were hero images you could safely span a season or two confidently and comfortably without missing any sales opportunities. Now, with this business, I'd worked with them for a number of years. 
And I had started to notice that there was nothing on the roster or nothing on the foreseeable plans to record new video or new imagery or to have any new campaigns created. From my perspective, not only was I doing strategy, but I also was deeply involved in the ad space for them. So I was very keenly aware of what they were posting on social media, what their audience was experiencing. And I had noted to them, I said, you know, I think the images that you guys have are great. They clearly have worked up until this point for a reason. It has been a number of years since you've started this business and we're noticing that there's nothing on your calendar to shoot more. And I wanted to know why this was. And they said, we are super swamped. We have different things that we're focusing on. So right now we don't have anything. And I said, well, great. I think it would be really amazing that we maybe, if nothing else, just plan on having something else going. The feedback was received, but to my knowledge, I didn't see anything showing that they had anything coming up or planned to shoot more. And they're like, well, you know, we're just super busy. I think we just need to use what we have for now. Okay. And I put the little warning here. I do think that this is something that if not tended to sooner is going to bite us. It's going to backfire on us. For anyone that's had an amazing set of imagery that they've used for their branding, it can be really easy to think of, well, if it's worked for us up until this point, I don't see the pace of that changing. And what ended up happening, and we ended up pulling back the curtain and the numbers on the missed opportunities at the end of the year when we're evaluating everything, we pull back and we say, okay, what did we get? How much did we make? What was the value in missed opportunities? 1.4 million in missed sales opportunities. Do you think at this point they might have wished that they updated their images? I would say the answer is yes. <laughs> and I don't say any of this to revel in a I told you so moment. I do think that there are certain things that when we're in the thick of it as business owners, it can be really easy to feel this sense of urgency towards certain things and not other things. But when you're looking at your marketing and you're looking at what you present face forward to your customers, having new imagery to show is probably one of the most important and most underrated things that often gets overlooked. You can only ride the coattails of what works for so long in your business before it starts to come and bite you. And they were getting sales, right? Like sales were happening with those images. And when you see that happening, it can be really easy to be like, well, it, we're getting sales now, so we're fine. But the opportunity cost is so monumental that it can feel like you just got kicked upside the head and run over with a freight train when you start to look back. And too often as business owners, we realize things in hindsight versus in the moment. If that business had even committed to just doing one shoot a year, imagine how that would have transformed things for them. Things like that are easy to miss. So for you as a business owner, this can manifest in a number of ways. If you own an e-commerce brand, this could be updated imagery for your products a business that works in images, like maybe you're a photographer, constantly having new and updated images for people to visualize themselves in. 
is a huge deal. Maybe you're someone that doesn't have headshots, or maybe you've used the same headshot for years and you've never updated it once. Things like this can be detrimental. And so even if things seem to be going fine now, don't lose sight of the bigger picture. You want to be thinking from a 30,000 foot overview. It's not everything is going fine right now. It's, am I going to be missing the bigger picture if I don't prioritize this? Now, millionaire mistake number two is going to hold a mirror directly up to some of you. And there are a few of you that I know that are listening to this episode who I've talked with on a personal level. Listen when I tell you, you don't want to wait till you're a millionaire to solve this. Consider this your wake-up call. Consider this my heart to heart to you to not wait to solve this. This is a very, very big problem. And this can create complex, intense, painful problems for you. And I'm telling you, the difference between you experiencing this now where it doesn't seem to be as urgent for you versus on the millionaire level is hundreds of thousands of dollars. This client of mine lost probably somewhere in the ballpark of two hundred dollars to $250,000. And it's because she did not know how to navigate her overwhelm. Now, when you experience intense overwhelm, and I experience it too, my heart goes out to you. And my heart went out to her because she's a genuine sweetheart and a very, 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 very kind person. But her business deteriorated and eroded the minute she let her overwhelm drive the ship. And what do I mean by drive the ship? When you experience intense feelings of overwhelm, oftentimes it can be really hard not to see everything as melting down or in a state of crisis. And when you feel that in your business, you can feel out of control. It can feel like everything is spiraling and you need to act quickly. And what this business owner experienced was she let her overwhelm drive the ship not only for her, but for her team. And that led her to making very impulsive decisions. For example, in one particular case, she felt like she was running behind, like her time was kind of running through her fingers. And that's something that many of us experience, right? Like time is very limited. But for her, she would impulsively hire someone to fix a problem that she had, that she was experiencing when she was overwhelmed. For example, One day she woke up and she was like, I'm not getting enough emails done. I need to have all of the emails scheduled out for the year. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hire a copywriter. Let's get this done before the end of the day. This is something that I don't know if you've ever heard the term hire slow, fire fast, but hiring slow is just a ride or die way of living your life. If you've ever been in a situation, and maybe for you, it isn't like a copywriter. Maybe it's a VA, right? Maybe you're just like, oh my gosh, my time, I'm struggling. I need to fix this quickly. I'm going to hire a VA. It can be really easy to think that what you're experiencing pain-wise needs to be solved now. And everything in your business would just be good if you were just able to fix that problem now. And so in this case, she hired the copywriter. She said, you know, I want this and this and this and this and this. And rather than taking the time to fully vet out one or two copywriters, she hired the first copywriter that she saw. And she was like, I want you to create a full year's worth of emails. Go ahead and go. Here's my style. Here's a few things that you need to know about me. Go ahead and take the reins. So 
we wait. Copywriter goes ahead, gets to work. Business owner feels immediate sigh of relief. Great. I don't have to worry about that. I can focus on other things. Everything is going to be great. And let me tell you, we didn't hear anything for a very long time. She would email, hey, when can we expect those emails? Haven't heard anything. Hey, what's the ETA on the emails? We would love to know. Nothing. She paid and got fully ghosted by this copywriter. She starts to feel anxious. She starts to feel nervous. I don't know if these are getting done. So she hires another copywriter. Again, impulsively. Her pain of experiencing and wanting these emails to be done led her to hire someone else immediately and quickly. Of course, this time she was a little bit more informed. She wanted to make sure that she was getting communication. So in this case, she reaches out, you know, what's the level of communication I can expect to work with you? Don't worry. We talk weekly. That's great. So second copywriter starts making the copy, starts doing this. Hey, when's the ETA on that copy? Don't worry. You'll get it by the end of the month. So we wait the end of the month. We end up getting the copy for all of the emails that she wrote. And wouldn't you know, it sounded like something that was literally written in chat GPT. It sounded nothing like her original voice. It sounded nothing like the style that she was looking for. How bad does that feel? You're paying twice (laughs) for the same service from multiple different people. And a lot of that stemmed from impulsivity. Not only did we not hear anything from the first copywriter ever, we now were saddled with these emails that we had to decide, okay, are we going to internally as a team fix these and edit these ourselves knowing that we could create something just like this in chat GPT ourselves? You know, and at that point, we were really curious. We were like, is this something that we feel like we got a good enough standard quality job on? A lot of these things could have been completely fixed if she would have just said, you know, I realize that this is causing me a lot of pain right now, but I need to make sure that whoever I hire to help me, it needs to be very painstakingly thoughtfully considered. Now, I come from a family where we think on our feet, we f- we think quick, and when you're in a life where you have had your back up against a wall and you've had to make game time decisions a lot, my heart goes out to you. Not everyone is privileged enough to have the world as their oyster to look at every single you know opportunity, right? Because not all of us have the budget for it, right? Sometimes we feel like we have these decisions where we have to think quickly that even just thinking about taking our time on this feels like it's adding an additional layer of pain that we don't want to be dealing with. But when we totaled up the value lost in this instance, and you might be wondering, well, Ellie, how did you get to 200,000? Like, how did you get to that valuation? When we hired the first copywriter, we hired them to do a full year's worth and we paid them up front, right? We didn't hear back from her on anything. We didn't hear back. So that was a year's worth of emails. And then we hired the second person. And even though it was month to month, that first month was a total bust. And so we ended up deciding that the team would take what that copywriter would make for us and try and make it work. We spent about two or three months really trying to noodle on how we could make these emails work. 
we tried one way, we tried the other way. I would go through and I would be updating it a certain way and then I'd hand it off to her for feedback. And she's like, I don't like this. Could you fix this? Between all of the back and forth and all of the time, we ended up scrapping the initial thing and completely starting from scratch. So between the first hire, the year out, the second hire, the month out, the team back and forth of trying to make the initial emails work, the feedback, the time spent in making that feedback work, the then abandoning it and starting completely from scratch and creating a whole new year's worth of copy, that ended up being over $200,000 in value that if she just would have navigated the initial feeling of overwhelm and taken a step back and said, you know, this is a problem for me, but I'm going to make sure I do this right. You need to be able to, in your business owner, however uncomfortable it might feel, you need to sit in a place of discomfort and learn how to navigate that and channel that in a way that doesn't become too much for you. This might mean creating a process for yourself where if you're starting to feel overwhelmed and you're starting to feel that discomfort, you take a walk. Or maybe you go get yourself a treat. In my case, I have this this store downtown Portland that does gluten-free, dairy-free bakery. And anytime I'm overwhelmed, I'm like, I'm doing that. Or my default backup is getting brown sugar boba (laughs) for myself. But you need to realize that like on some level, whether you're a millionaire or whether you make a thousand dollars a month or a couple hundred a month, the facts remain that that problem will continue to expand if you don't resolve it. You need to learn how to sit with those uncomfortable feelings. You know, as an aside, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but this was something that came up as I was recording this. Isn't it interesting that like looking at the big picture, everything seems to be boiled down to the type of relationship that you have with comfort or discomfort. And we all know that there's a healthy medium, right? Like you never want to be too uncomfortable. You never want to be too comfortable. You kind of want to be somewhere in between where you can find space to exist in discomfort in a way that challenges you while also simultaneously acknowledging that comfort is something that is a fundamental requirement for feeling secure. The last millionaire mistake stems from the topic of people-pleasing. I had a business owner that really struggled with the idea of navigating her client relationships because she didn't want to come off a certain way. She worked with high-paying individuals. I would say that her clients probably paid her somewhere in the ballpark of 20 to 30K per service. And you could tell that by charging that much that she did well, right? Like she, she made good money. She could clearly deliver results. But there, there ended up being a recurring problem for her where she sometimes would work with people that weren't the best fit for her or weren't the most aligned for her because she had a hard time saying no to people. And that all really stemmed back to how she wanted to be perceived, right? Like she wanted to be this business owner that was seen as being generous. She wanted to be seen as kind. She wanted to be seen a certain way. And the idea of turning people away felt like it was in direct conflict with how she wanted to be seen as. And so what did, what did that mean for her big picture? How did that manifest in her business? Well, I'll tell you, she would be really excited about signing on clients. She'd be excited that she was making more money. But then 
three months in, four months in to working with these clients, she would find herself subtly not wanting to show up as much in her business. She needed to take more breaks. She felt like her workload was more exhausting. And I don't think that she always registered in the moment exactly what the problem was. She she saw the symptoms as feeling tired, feeling burnt out easily, feeling really unsure why she wasn't as excited to be showing up to her business every day. But it was clear as day that there were people that were taking too much from her. And if she had a better way of navigating the rejection process in a way that didn't feel in conflict with her character, she would have been able to feel confident showing up every day. She wouldn't have felt held back and she wouldn't have felt like she needed to take these breaks. Now, my question for you is, is this something that you experience on a certain level? Have you been saying yes to everyone just to make money? Have you been taking on clients that haven't been a good fit because you needed to get that bottom line figured out? I want you to think about something else. What is the lost opportunity cost that you could have gotten had you have felt more excited to show up to your business every single day? Do you think my millionaire client, if she would have said no, that she could have had and spent more time attracting more clients that she wanted to work with and had all of that money and had all of the energy? It's entirely possible, right? So for you, if you're the type of business owner that finds yourself settling and working with clients that you're just not excited about, how is that impacting you? Is that causing you to want to take more time off of work? Is it causing you to hate your business? How would you feel if all of that time that you spent being upset was spent really channeling the excitement and the exuberance and the energy to show up on social media and attract exactly the type of people that you wanted to work with. Too many of you think of cost in a very limited way. And that's exactly what this millionaire was doing. She was saying, if I said no, not only is that indirect conflict with how I perceive myself, but I'm losing money. She wouldn't have lost money. That money could have gone straight into her business. So many of you think about dollars in terms of the now. If I don't accept this now, then I don't have money now. So therefore, I don't have the money. That money would be available if you'd spent time and effort attracting that. And I hope none of you feel too called out by that. There is a big difference between money now and opportunity. And how many of you are forfeiting the opportunity money for the now money? I hope this episode gave you so many takeaways. I wanted it to be really in-depth. I wanted it to be comprehensive. I wanted you to see that much of what's going on for these companies that you think are perfect, never do anything wrong, even though you know, oh, no one's perfect. Like there's just some businesses that like feel like everything is always going great. And the very human things that you experience on a real level happen for the bigger players. The difference though between where you're going to be when you hit that point is you will have learned and you will have taken the time to take these cues and to learn these key takeaways and implement it into your business. Because there is nothing that excites me more than seeing you get that much more ahead. I created a business strategy business so you would not have to feel like you were always going on an uphill battle. And there will be things that you learn along the way 
that are a direct reflection of what you're experiencing on a day-to-day life. And there are things that you will experience that are going to be recurring themes in your life, but they don't have to be if you're willing to look at them now and pull back the picture. Now, some of you are people that have a really hard time seeing this for yourself. And if that is you, you're in good company because that is me. Sometimes it's really hard to see those things in our own business. And sometimes it's really hard to diagnose what those problems are, especially if you're experiencing a lot of pain. It can be really hard to see the origin of what the problem is. And so as a strategist, I made a one-on-one offer where if you just wanted to get a second opinion, if you wanted to see what's going on in your business and get an objective point of view that can pinpoint and help you get a roadmap and go the right direction, then this is for you. Now, some of you are kings and queens and everything in between that really are self-aware. And I applaud you. If you are self-aware and you're very keenly aware of the problems that you have, this is my challenge to you. I want you to directly face that now. What is it going to take for you to live in a space where you're not overly comfortable, where you're not overly uncomfortable, where you're taking the opportunity to make decisions thoughtfully and not rash and impulsively? Where does that come from for you? Where is the origin of that? And I promise you that when you work through that and when you're able to face that directly, you're going to feel proud of yourself in a way that you've never experienced before. And let me just tell you, I'm right there with you. I am. And these millionaires are right there with you. I hope this helped you. I cannot wait to see you crush it. Let me know if this episode helped you. And as always, if you need a thorough look into your business, I'm going to go ahead and link in the description where you can get another opinion. If you want to talk to me directly, I'm here for you. Hope you guys have a wonderful day.